if you can have multiple people inside your organization be able to talk to the clients, it just opens their whole world up. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com podcast and sign up for updates. Searching for business relationships that are right for your organization can be quite the challenge, but understanding your boundaries as a business and creating best practices to follow could be the key to a healthy relationship with your client. Today, Mark McKinley, Regional President at Ray & Associates, is going to share his experience and how to run an effective business and the importance of finding the right clients for you. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Mark. Thanks for having me, Doug. Good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, I uh, wish we were together in person and, and maybe could you know uh, uh, share a, a beverage of choice, but uh, we'll have to do that another time. <laughs> uh, we're, we're managing as best we can with the, the remote podcast here. But, you know, you and I have talked a lot about, you know, during this time, you know, let's, let's try to run a little bit counter to what everybody else is doing. You know, the immediate reaction to COVID is, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to tighten down everything and, and really try to shrink my, my business a little bit, and preserve, preserve that, uh, that, that business that way. But I think it's a great opportunity to try to go acquire the right clients at, at the right time, which is now by showing your resources and all that. Talk a little bit about our firm's approach to that and, and trying to uh, take advantage of, of this time and what, what other business, businesses can do similarly. Thanks for that introduction, Doug. I really appreciate that. Great framing that. One of the things that we learned back in 2008 and nine during the Great Recession was we were one of those firms that pulled back and really tried to you know watch our pennies and all that. And, and it was the wrong approach to go for. It absolutely was. It, it is a time where clients are craving attention. They're craving information. They're craving for some guidance on how to, to, to move forward. And you may not have all the, all the answers in that situation, but what you got to do is pose the questions to help them figure out the answers for themselves. So when, when, this, when COVID came in, we, we got together as, as a firm and really took a look at it and said, hey, let's not repeat the sins of the past. Let's grow from that. Let's double down Let's really try and put ourselves in a position where we can assist our great clients. You know, can, can we get our team educated on what's happening out there and then make them extra accessible to the clients to really, really answer some of those questions and then really pose some of those difficult questions to, to them? I think that's, yeah, that's fantastic. I, I wholeheartedly agree because obviously there were so many immediate changes, whether it was, uh, you know, PPP or CARES Act and different tax credits, uh, different tax planning opportunities that, that come out of that. It's, 
you've got to be a resource and be in front of folks. Now, as you said, now's the time they crave that, right? So, so what are the th- some of the things that that you think are important? How do you attack that as an organization? You know, how do you get that mentality to, to permeate through uh, everybody in the organization? So we have a, an unwritten rule here of leave your ego at the door when you come in. And, and it's huge for us. So we've been blessed. We are just, we have such wonderful people, for instance, yourself. I mean, you, you went and just dove into that PPP information. And every time I sent you a question from a client, every time I texted you a question, you were there with the answer for us. And you responded to the clients, not only helping them, but offering all of that out there. So really the key that I took away from that is we had to have really great people that were willing to jump in at a moment's notice, get uncomfortable, learn something new, and then be able to try to share that. And even though they kept changing the the rules of the game every, I don't know, day, every half a day on you guys, I mean, you would you would try to keep ahead of that stuff, educate the rest of us that were busy fighting the day-to-day uh, uh, battles that we have to do, and then were accessible to us. So having that team there that can really function as the consultants that really dove in there and knew that, that was key for us. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you certainly appreciate that. And that's, that's a great way. And, and certainly we don't know all the answers too. I mean, it, like you said, this stuff's changing all the time, but you've got to invest the, the time and energy and just be there as, as a sounding board as much as anything, right? What's, what's reasonable and, and uh, have some patience. So, you know, but not everybody, of course, is comfortable necessarily being out there and, and being in front of people or, and we quickly move to virtual and Zoom and maybe, you know, it, it's, it's not the same for everybody. So how do you, how do you adapt to, to that, you know, differences across the, the organization in terms of trying to get everybody in the, in the right role? So, so I always think about it as, take it in, in terms of like football and, and coaching, you have system coaches that want to and want to institute the same system, and they would draft players in the NFL into their teams to fit their system. Mm. And and I will tell you, throughout the firm, there is not a system coach here. It's more of draft great talent, bring them into the firm, figure out how they can best suit, uh, suited to to meet the needs of the the clients, and then let them, let them go. Don't micromanage. Some people are great over the phone. Some people are great through Zoom. Some people have gotten to the point where they're comfortable maybe going out under the correct precautions with masks and everything to go back to face-to-face meetings. You have to figure out what, what works for you, what works for your clients, embrace that, and then go do the, the thing that we all love, the tax advice, the accounting advice, all that stuff, and, and get back to enjoying life uh, and your job. Yeah, that's that's great. So you take I, I applaud that approach where it's not like okay here we're not trying to stuff a, a round peg into a, a square hole, so to speak. It's you know get great people, let them do what they do well, and you know you you if if you focus on that, you're going to serve customers and clients the right way. And and I applaud you for that approach because it's certainly not easy, right? The 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 difficult part of that is you've got to be willing to be flexible and, and, you know, do things uh, a little bit differently sometimes. So 
But that's where I go back to. I'm blessed. I'm surrounded by partners and team members that are willing to let people be themselves and shine. Yeah. One of the, one of the challenges, I don't mean to cut you off. No one of the challenges we have, I mean, we got a real talent coming to join us this coming Monday. Phenomenal right. talent, but nobody here has any idea how to put him in a position to shine and how do we take advantage of that. So we're going to take a couple of weeks and let him meet everybody, get acclimated, get comfortable with that. And and I will tell you, once he's here and once he sees the team and can sense the culture and what we have, he's going to love it. He's yeah, love it. that's that's a great approach. And I do. I applaud you for for setting that, you know, setting that uh, up, because so many times, you know, organizations, when they onboard somebody, particularly somebody who's talented, they think, oh, well, they'll just come in and and, you know, we'll just let them do their thing, which, yeah, to some degree, yes, but you want your point you want them to work with everybody too right we don't want yes. to have a bunch of cowboys running around absolutely absolutely and it's interesting how um what are some other things you you think are important uh perspective in, in your experience as we've merged in you know a number of smaller firms even some larger firms over time and and some have have fit very very well uh some maybe not quite as well. It's taken a little longer to instill that, that culture um, throughout that, those, those different uh, events. What, what are some of the things in your experience that make that successful in trying to you know, get that culture and, and those relationships cemented over time? What are, what are some of the best ways to do that? The number one is communication. You have to spend the time together, communicate, make sure that you you have covered all your bases for that. Um, so trumping everything is communication. If you can't just sit down and, and have a cocktail with somebody and just talk to them about where we're going, how we're going to get there, and, and make sure that that is in alignment, then it, then it won't work. If you can't, if you can't, so don't even, don't even start there. And then take that a little bit further. You know, think about it in, in the type of clients that, that really work well with us. It's, sometimes we'll get an RFP and they're, they're wonderful people, wonderful businesses, but it's just not a fit inside Rand Associates uh, for a multitude of reasons. If you say yes to that RFP and put yourself in a position where you're going to try to do that work and that RFP or that new firm brings in something that you're not comfortable with, there's a learning curve that takes you away from doing some of the other things that you're really great at. Yeah. So I, I will tell you, we have gotten so much better over the years of saying no to those good opportunities to be great at some other ones. That's, that's a, I love how you put that. That is fantastic. Now it's not easy, but, but now during this pandemic, it's, it's a good time to sort of maybe take a step back and reevaluate some of those relationships, right? Because you see, you see that. So and it's, it is messy, Doug. Don't, don't, yeah. you know, you, you, because everybody, the vast, vast, vast majority of people I've worked with throughout my entire career and met through my life are just wonderful people. And you want to be around them and you want to talk to them and you want to help them. It's just, there's only so much time and energy in a, in a work week. And, and so you, you have to, you have to focus it. And some of the, the hardest ones we've been through are, are long-time, maybe long-time relationships, right? Maybe they've been around 20 years, but maybe their situation has evolved. And, and certainly we've evolved as a firm where it's, 
maybe not quite the fit that it was 20 years ago. How do you how do you get folks on board to to address that in the right way and 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 evaluate whether that's still a good fit in terms of client relationship? So inside the firm, what you have to do is you have to get people comfortable with the fact that we might move some relationships around. And it might be that we move them to maybe that that relationship has evolved and that client's evolved and and that's no longer the correct partner to service that account. So it needs to move to a different partner. It might be that that relationship's evolved so much that we need to use our alliance and step them up to a different firm or ask them to, to interview some other firms that that we feel comfortable with because it just isn't, isn't beneficial to both parties. Somebody's not getting what out of it, what they need. And because it's got to be a win-win for both sides of the transaction. It goes back to communication and a comfort level of knowing that your heart's in the right place and trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And, and I think transparency with your client and customer relationships too, right? I mean, you, you talked about the communication, but I learned that the hard way a long time ago. It's just don't dance around the issue. Let's let's be transparent, and and we can bring the issues to the table, and um, you know maybe improve the relationship because there are things that we're neither party is aware of in in terms of what we might be able to do to help each other. So I, I totally agree with you there, but it's not a not an easy thing culturally too, right? Because you've got maybe some some history and emotions involved and, and, and all those types of things. So it's, it's a difficult process to go through, but I think that self-evaluation, self-awareness is, is a good thing. Doug, let me, so, so we had a, a real challenge of that about three, uh, four years ago in, in making sure that we had that trust, making sure that we had that ability to do some of those things. And it really was difficult. We had a lot of meetings that were uncomfortable um, that we challenged each other, we grew from. But I will tell you, as soon as it starts going that way, and as soon as you have people willing to put themselves at risk, vulnerable, I don't know how you want to say it, others see that and they go, okay, that, that worked out okay. And actually everybody's in a better place after that. And it picks up speed. And yeah. then you can you can roll that out to even more levels of the firm, and, and it, it's really wonderful to to come to an office, to come to a region, and, and experience that. And and how do we, you know, here, here's a, a, another question I have is so how do we how do you go through if you're a typical owner managed business how do you go mm-hmm. through that, you know, does it have to start at the top or do you let that bubble up how do you get everybody to sort of open up about some of those those relationships and and what what's best i'm 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 a true believer that it's the tone at the top that sets the the overall culture of this so you you can have some issues at different levels inside inside your business but if the culture at the top isn't willing to address these issues isn't willing to make themselves answer the tough questions and ask those tough questions how are you ever going to get to that point? So you really have to be able to open up, look around and say, okay, what do we need to address? And part of that, Doug, though, is you if you wake up that day and decide you're going to go down that, you may look around and say, we have some people that just may not be willing to make themselves as vulnerable as you need to to be a successful organization. Doesn't mean they're bad people again. It just means that maybe the organization grew in a different path than they were taking 
And, and you have to be willing to accept that. To your credit, this is one of the most awesome things you continue to emphasize. And I really take to heart and that's, it's okay to cry uncle. You know, there's so many things that, uh, it, it's okay to, to, to raise your hand, right? And say, oh, hell, I don't know that. Ooh, let's get the right people involved. Well, God, God blessed me with uh, a limited mental capacity, I think, sometimes. <laughs> so I had to learn that early in my career that, you know, I had to surround myself with really great people, really great people. And maybe I can compliment them on some things and they compliment me on other things. So this is something I learned really early with a lot of the, a lot of the just wonderful people that I worked with over the years. And it's not bad, you know, in public accounting, you're going to get overwhelmed. It's not, it's not a if, it's a when will you get overwhelmed. And, and what, I, what I hate seeing is when, when somebody's overwhelmed and then they start shutting down and internalizing it. Oh, that just, it tears me up to see that. And, and, you know, as we grow and as we get larger, it's something you have to be aware of and you have to talk about all the time because what, the worst thing you want is a, a first or second or third year person feeling overwhelmed that they can't be successful because they, they may be just great at tax. They may be great at audit, but we're asking them to do a bunch of different things. So skinny that down, pull a couple clients back from them, let them catch their breath and then watch them take off. Yeah. And just cry. But it, let me tell you, it happens to partners too. Oh, it happens, to, it happens to me every day. Yeah. <laughs> I had a moment this morning, you know, and you know, I had a moment this morning and I called up one of our other regional presidents. I, I talked to him. I said, Hey, here's what I'm facing. You know, I'm not really sure where I should go, how I should do. And, and Rick gave me some advice and, and pointed me on a path. And it's like, it's, it's like the sun came out for me. And, and now I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm back at hundred miles an hour and we can solve this issue. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. I mean, uh, to to have that mentality because the easy thing is is for everybody to, as you said, sort of shut down and internalize, and and but that's where you run into problems, right? Because then it's, people start to think like, oh, either I'm afraid to ask for help, or then it's this feeling of, well, it's my client relationship, or or it's my problem to to solve. And, and then you run around like 350 individual practitioners, right? And that's, that's the worst thing you can do in any business. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, getting that teamwork um, promoted and, and all that is absolutely critical. Critical. I've, I've learned that the hard way too. So, Yeah, it's not uh, fun. Again, that, that's a messy process to, to come to that realization. But, you know... Um, so inside a public accounting firm, clients really, you know, a lot of people say, I want one contact, but they want one contact, but they want a lot of experts behind that contact. And, and once they get comfortable with those experts, they will start automatically contacting those experts. But so, and, and if you can have multiple people inside your organization, be able to talk to the clients it just opens their whole world up to what the different experts can offer to them. And I would say that, but that's in any business. Yeah. That's, that's sage advice. You're right. You know, any, any relationship should be like that. We, we encounter this with clients, right? That's where they get uh, really at risk because maybe a, a key customer relationship is only sort of handled or managed by one person. That's dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. So uh, risk mitigation too, if, if nothing else. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. 
So speaking of, of risk mitigation, how's, how's the, uh, how's the golf game going? Last time we played you, you were, you were pretty hitting it pretty well there. I think you beat me by 15 strokes. So yeah. it was good for my game, but you have a fantastic game. So yeah, just, you took me out day. to, I think it's called Virtues, the Longenberger course. Yeah. What a gorgeous course. That uh, You know, instantly one of my top three courses I've ever played on. It was, we had a great conversation. We were with our cyber team, had a great conversation with those guys. Beautiful weather. Um, and, and I'm more of a social golfer than anything, but it, you know, love it. I love it because you get out there and you get to spend a couple hours with great people and you never know where the conversation goes. And it, it hits business. It hits personal. It hits this. It may hit politics. If, if you don't watch out, you know, it, you, you just never know where it's going to go. So, yeah, that's, that's the fun part. Always, always enjoy it. As you, as you said. Yep. Uh, and just like our podcast today, thank you for, for being on really appreciate you coming on as a guest and uh, look forward to having you on uh, again next time. So Thanks, appreciate that, Mark. I appreciate yep. it. And if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.racecpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 